cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Should we just like roll into this episode? Let's go. Hi! <laughs> Welcome back! <laughs> How you like that? Energy. We've he's had a not, long weekend. So he's not used to that from you. Tom he's used just, to that from me. Yeah, Tom just <laughs> jumped out of his down. skin. Because he wears the headphones and we just talk into the speakers. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. It's another week of um, BS Beats and Battlestar Galactica. I know I said speakers. It's a microphone. I'm a professional podcaster. I know these things. I'm Super kidding. Super professional. Not professional in any way. Um, we are almost professionals at drinking beer by this point. Well, for I someone mean, who doesn't drink much beer otherwise. Yeah. Me, look at you. I'm drinking a beer and I'm enjoying it, guys. I'm we not afraid to admit. We have found a beer that we both like, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so the it beer... only took like 37 episodes. 37? 30? I don't 30. know what we're up to. It took more uh, than 10. It took more than 10. <laughs> Somewhere between 20 and 40. Um, we are drinking Doctor's Orders beer, the hey, hey. nucleus one for shout out to Coddle. And it is from New South Wales. Mm. And apparently it's a cuckoo brewer, which means that they don't have their own brewery. They just take over other people's breweries. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, apparently, they are inspired by emerging historical and rare styles that come with a twist. So this is well, Belgian oatmeal good. pale ale. Yes. It does taste slightly oaty. It does. I'm down exactly. for that. I like it. But yeah, very topical beer. Mm-hmm. No Australianism explanation needed either um, because <laughs> Doctor's Orders, mm-hmm. you know, plenty of subtext and text around mm-hmm. that in this week's episode. And this week's episode um, is called The Captain's Hand. It is episode 17 of season two. We're getting getting into the final stretch of this season. Yep. Um, and we didn't hate it. And we didn't hate it. We didn't hate it. Um, do we have any fan feedback? Sorry, I forgot Look, to check off air. We had a bit of a conversation with the fans about the fact that apparently most people like Billy. I stand by what I thought. <laughs> I won't apologize. Like me too. Um, hashtag me too. No, can't misappropriate that. Balls hampering anyone. Anyway, so that's a very Australian reference. And to be honest, really irrelevant to the rest of the world. So don't even bother looking it up. Um, but anyway. But no, I think we had one fan. I think maybe it was Steve who was like, nah, Billy wasn't that great. But everyone Thanks, else was like. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Supersonic, I believe. Uh, but yeah. he. Uh, but aside from that, everyone was like, everybody else likes Billy. Um, so whoops, no, I still we don't. Don't. I still don't. I'm sorry. I won't apologize. Um, no, <laughs> I regret nothing. Exactly. I'm with you. I'm and with like, you. I'm so super excited because like, I love Tori Foster, who is Rosalind's new aide, who is mm-hmm. introduced in this episode. Amazing. So I'm just like, I'm not looking back. Yeah. I'm. I'm. You know, moving forward. Yeah. Just driving into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. On the Billy thing. Yeah. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm happy to forget about Billy. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, sure if I sorry, go back guys. and watch it one day, I'll be like, who's this? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. totally forgot about this guy. I anyway. Forgot, and I didn't mind. But yeah, we're back, baby. This mm. is a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there were great scenes between characters. Apollo didn't annoy me as much as usual. Although, my still annoy first me line is shirtless <laughs> Apollo in all caps with exclamation <laughs> points. <laughs> I know I can always count on you for these notes. In yes, the, uh, because the, it's the first the thing. Well, it's not quite the first, but basically the first thing we see is like Apollo yeah. shirtless. I'm like, for crying out loud. <laughs> it is his um, mandatory shirtless scene, <laughs> yeah. contracted mandatory shirtless scene. 
and you know they're just now they're just going you know what jamie bamba we'll just get it out of the way first thing we'll just get that (laughs) out of the way and then he can stop whinging about it it's all taken care of Um, oh man but yeah he didn't know really as much as usual head six was back yes uh, and she had like good outfit yeah outfit game was strong Mm -hmm. and i thought there was a really good combination of like action scenes and like chewy philosophical things yes you know it was good the good things that we it reminded us why we do a podcast about this show yeah Yeah. it it gave us stuff to talk about (laughs) let's talk about it maybe this episode will go over 40 minutes (laughs) yeah maybe we will have themes (laughs) um so should we get into the beat by beat let's go well, we open with the Pegasus um, with their raptor training center. Uh-huh. Um, and there's the, those raptors are running like drills. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean the beast? The beast, yeah. <laughs> Why oh. they insist on all these nicknames? I don't I know. know. This was, okay, so then, so we just see them running some drills mm-hmm. and then two of the raptors are like, oh, we're going to go, like, we can't really hear or make communication with the others, but we're going to go follow this thing. So, mm-hmm. like, let's go do that. Have they learned nothing from horror movies? No. But, you know, that's no. fine. Don't. Um, <laughs> Don't don't ever follow something you don't understand out of the safety zone of people who are looking. Don't out go for up you. the stairs. Don't open the attic. Like He's don't go to the, the house. Yeah, the call the call's coming from inside the house. Like then just, get out of the fracking house. Yeah, never take any risks ever. Um, and then meanwhile on board Galactica, life advice from Melia. Yeah, never take any risks ever. Just, ever. Just live inside your home. Be safe. Be boring. I'm kidding. Classic don't, Australian. Don't do that. <laughs> live your life. Live your truth. As Lisa likes to say, live your truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, on, on Galactica, we have a scene with Dean Apollo, who have apparently consummated their affection since yeah. the last episode. And, like, they don't have any chemistry, these actors. And I feel like they just make them naked because they're like, if they're naked, it's people sexy. think there's chemistry. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I do think that... Um, Starbuck and Apollo have much better chemistry. Yeah, because Starbuck has but, better chemistry with everybody on yeah, Earth. Starbuck <laughs> just is chemistry, so it's okay. Uh, but I do, I actually disagree with you. I think that Dee and Apollo have better chemistry than Dee and Billy. Yeah, but come on. I know it's a low bar. Low bar. But like, at least I was like, eh, you know, yeah. it could be worse, uh, I guess. I don't know, maybe a full by I the I feel like this scene only existed because A, mandatory shirtless Jamie Bamba, mm-hmm. and B, they had to get rid of a heap of exposition. Oh, so yeah, like, sure. oh, it's been a month since then. Oh, you're going to the Pegasus. Oh, you're going to be on Secondment. Yeah. Oh, Starbucks there. It, like, was, it was a just ton like, bam, bam, of, bam, yeah, bam. All of that. And so, look, I'm not, up, I'm not unhappy with D being naked. I'm just sick <laughs> of seeing Apollo naked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's all about balance. Yeah. Um, but you know, we learn all of this expositiony stuff, mm-hmm. and then we get a scene with Callie and the Chief, who we haven't seen in ages. No, true. Um, well, it feels like we haven't seen them in ages. Well, we haven't seen them significantly in ages. Yeah, I feel like we've seen the Chief, like when there was the whole thing with um, him and um, Hilo, the mm. vanilla and vanilla, mm-hmm. the vanilla duo, vanilla, vanilla squared duo. But Callie, right. Callie, we have missed. Mm. I, dare I say it? And um, you know, I like Callie. I like Callie. She had two lines. I mm. mean, you know, doing the most. Yeah. Um, and they're investigating this mysterious delivery which turns out to be like a container shipping. I want to say shipping container, even though it's not really the right thing, but it was kind of like that in a late space We understand what it means, a space shipping container. Yes, Yes. it contains a pregnant woman who's asking for Dr. Coddle. Well, I think the question that's really weird is she says, are you Doc Coddle? And I'm like, why would the doctor be looking inside the shipping container? I just don't think that made a lot of sense. She's been on that shipping container like since before anything happened. She's (laughs) never been on a spaceship. She has no idea what's going on. I'm kidding. Geminon is really backwards, Lisa. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I don't yeah. know that much about Geminon. Well, it feels well, like that. I feel like we what learned is kind of happening. Yeah, it feels more like or less. That's what they're saying. Um, so then we go back to the stuff going on in Pegasus. So basically, this whole plot 
was like split between the plot about the Pegasus. The beast. The beast. And the plot about, what was the other the one? The bucket. The bucket. <laughs> There's the beast and the bucket. And I'm going to rely on you to remember those terms because I've already forgotten. I don't think they're good terms. They're not good terms. They're lazy <laughs> why? terms. I just feel like they throw these yeah, things they in They didn't even give any justification to why the Pegasus no, they're like, is the they're beast. They're calling it the beast now. The and it's like, but why? just call it Pegasus. It's fine. It's it already easier. had you a name. Exactly. <laughs> and you have so much military jargon. Like you've already got <laughs> lots of different things you can say. Anyway, the old man, they're always just throwing these things in. Anyway, anyway, the raptors that were, you know, doing the silly horror movie thing mm-hmm. are now too far from the fleet to properly communicate with the fleet, and then they encounter something and disappear off the Dreadus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we get a flash forward. We get a flash forward this episode. I think we have one last episode as well, but I was excited about the flash forward. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the credits, well, the dun dun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 oh, the, the dun dun duns. I was like, yeah. what do you mean flashback, flash forward? No, I'm no, confused. not a yeah. like, flashback. I started to be triggered. Yeah, no, no it's the okay. dun dun duns. No flash. <laughs> Can you please use a technical term of dun dun duns in future yeah, so no, I know no, what you're no, talking no. about? That's great. We had one. It was exciting. It was really exciting. I was excited. Except it spoiled like the last scene. Of the episode for like no reason, like Apollo getting his like um, commander pins. I was like, why oh, did you yeah. have that in there? Maybe they just didn't think we'd know. Because I didn't realize, I didn't click on what that was until mm-hmm. the second time I watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah, true. Anyway. Um, so on on the beast, mm-hmm. so stupid. <laughs> uh, Apollo and Starbuck, you know, meet up again while he's entering the Pegasus. Yeah. Um, there's this real douche lord called Commander Garner who, who is from in- Home Alone. Is really? that how you recommend him? I did not him? recognize him, did not pick that up. Oh. I just thought he was annoying from the beginning. He's super annoying. I hate this character. Why do they always create such annoying one episode arc characters? And it's they're like, like, care about them, care about them. And, and then at the end, they die. Yeah, and you're it's like, like they're a dick, alert. they're a dick, they're amazing, they're dead. Yeah. Like every, every exactly. time. Exactly. And it's just like, I was like, why do we have to pretend to care about this person? I don't care about this person. But yeah, this is um, John Hurd. He was on Home Alone. Huh. And that's how I knew his face straight away. I was that's like, oh so my God, funny. I know that guy. Home Alone. Um, Who I can't is remember he the character. Alone, the dad? Uh, I feel like he was. He's the not one dad. of the robbers. I feel like maybe. Oh, he could have been one of the robbers. Let me Google it. Well, one of the robbers is like House, isn't I mean, it? Like, and the other is Joe Pesci or something. I reckon. Oh well, he like is like a house. British person who like I think was. Oh no, sorry, he was in 101 Dalmatians, I think, and maybe House was in that too. I don't know. It's all right. I'm looking. I'm, I'm live fact. Don't take my yeah. Don't take my knowledge of um nineties live action children. Peter McAllister. Yeah, he's a dad. Yes. Well, I was right about that. Anyway. Anyway, so. <laughs> he's also this dickhead who we've never met before, uh, as far as I can remember, <laughs> um, but has been mentioned called Commander Garner, mm-hmm. um, and he hates Starbuck because. You know, people just hate Starbuck because she messes with authority. Mostly. Um, I think it's kind of how people feel fuck. about me a lot of the time. <laughs> you see yourself in Starbuck. I and do. you respect that. I'm like, and I respect you for yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, what do you mean hierarchy? I'm confused. Lisa is also wearing a t-shirt at the moment that says fight like a girl. Which shout Starbuck out to my friend. would wear. She would wear. Um, <laughs> shout out to my friend um, Fabio who made it for me for my birthday. Fabio. Oh, so good. I know. What a Great name. name. What a um, name. I know. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. Um. Um, but I don't feel like Starbuck needs to wear this because it's not so patriarchal on Battlestar mm, Galactica. True. But she would if she Except lived in this society. In the Beast. Well, I feel like it's got there are patriarchal themes in the Beast, and it yes. makes me upset. Yes, because it is always groups of men that are like rallying. Well, like in this episode, like just after they have this scene where Commander Garner's introduced. Commander Garner. Commander. Let's just call Garner. him Commander Garner. 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 Yeah. Oh, can we call him Commander Garner? Commander Garner. <laughs> Come on, it sounds like a cunt, like um. It sounds like a town in like far north Queensland. It like probably Kamanagana. is. 
Yeah. Kamanagana. Kamanagana. <laughs> Likely. We'll stop. Um, anyway. <laughs> Kama- I can't say it now. Ghana. We're just going to call him Ghana because I can't. Um, <laughs> Ghana doesn't like Starbucks. And then she goes to complain about him to the pilots, but also kind of to tell them off. Mm. And they're just like, well, we can't share information with non-Pegasus crew, which seems like the stupidest idea when you have a captain yeah. who's non-Pegasus It's crew. ridiculous. Why it's would so they ridiculous. not be able to be told it's shit? It's like that when you're working in job. an office with all guys, and even though you're like part of the team, they're like, oh, no girls allowed. And you're like, excuse me? <laughs> Legally, I am. <laughs> Legally, I'm employed here, but thanks guys for the inclusivity. Yeah, it's a real... Inclusivity yeah. rider. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, Ghana is annoying. Mm-hmm. He complains about Starbucks to Apollo. Apollo's like, hmm, because that's how he usually is, you know, before he has decides to make up his mind, have feelings about stuff. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I've encountered a lot of people like Apollo in my life. Yeah. Who just sort of like cruise along and like take the path of least resistance most of the time. Exactly. And, then and they're occasionally like, they're kind like, of I take didn't a stand. Agree. Like I didn't, yeah, like, you know, I, I thought it was wrong. And you're like, well, you didn't say anything. Yeah. Like so. he says something, he says something he does. in this episode. He gets episode. his back up and I He does, I but he that. doesn't go too like, he does get his back up in this episode. But I feel like a lot of the time it is that kind of thing where it's like, just cruising a long path of least resistance and then yeah. suddenly you're like and then it's like ship. gets to the point where they're like oh what a surprise and yeah. they're like everyone's so nice and i don't it ever would have been to more, have conflict because the it world is been, sunshine yeah. and fairies it would have been more interesting if this episode ended with like starbuck being made like commander but yeah. like that just won't, won't happen. happen anyway um roslyn is looking sadly at a picture of billy <laughs> when her new aide yes tori foster comes through <laughs> shows up to call her to a campaign meeting Love yes. Tori, if you can't tell. Mm-hmm. I, I don't always love Tori. Full disclosure, people have watched the show before. I don't always love Tori. But i got to say, after Billy, Tori is like a tall glass of water. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. Mm. Um, and Tori, because she's efficient, is like, oh, we conducted a fleet-wide poll. And we're revealing that you have the support of the military and the religious leaders. Blah, blah, blah. You're doing a lot better than Zarek. Yeah. And Roslyn's like, well, I'm only running against a convicted terrorist. <laughs> and then we get to... Yeah. Get to see Zarek. Yay. Double yay. Super excited always for Zarek. Yep. You. Mm. Sadly, not running for office. No. But cleverly, he wants Bolter to run. So he is meeting with Bolter. Bolter. I mean, this is a very shrewd Zarek move. Oh, it's for like, sure. if you know you're not polling, unlike most of the people in governance in Australia, you just like find someone more appropriate to do it. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, so Bolter's like, nah, I don't think I should. But Zarek's like, nah, like you're credible. You're a scientist. You know, you were a public figure. You walk around talking to yourself all the time. You're pretty delusional, but no one seems to care about <laughs> that. Um, you're an impressive candidate. He's doctor at the front of his name, so you know. You have to take those people seriously. <laughs> Hand wave. Yeah, exactly. And then Bolter, reasonably, I thought, is like, well, why why me to Zarek? And Zarek's <laughs> like, I'm just happy to back a man of conviction who remembers his friends. Like, Subtle, also, subtle. since when has Bolter had conviction, except for when, like, Head Six told him to? Although and since no when has Zarek had friends? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, he his friends are, like, people that do his bidding. Exactly. He's like Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But, like, more fun. Way less, more fun less than Less like, um... Loba. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, back on the beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starbuck and her crew... Crew. Crew. Fool around. Had... <laughs> I can't say it. Oh, my God. I was just trying to say crew fool about, yeah. but it just became cruel. Do you drink at lunch as well? Um, I had one wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a family event. You always drink at family events. Oh, tell me about it. 
Um, it's the only way. <laughs> I mean, that makes our family sound hugely dysfunctional. I think that no. most people have that attitude to family. Yeah. Write it and tell us, listeners. Do yeah. you drink at all your Do you family? Drink, yeah. What what what's your preference? <laughs> we like a you know a few shots of tequila. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's absinthe, obviously. Um, so anyway. Starbuck is bitching about um, Garner and everyone mm-hmm. until Apollo comes back to, like, tell him off because he's a professional and, you know, everyone needs to treat each other professionally. Yeah. Then he's like, think outside the box. Bye. <laughs> and just, like, leave Starbuck to, like, find out how to rescue these now missing raptors. So he delegates the work to yeah. her and then is just like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> It was such a funny, like, then, moment. Wait, who gets promoted at the end of this episode? Mm. Fucking standard. Yep. Um, so back on the bucket, Coddle, who I still I had yet again as my MVP this Oh, my week. God. He is so Spoiler the MVP. Alert. That's uh, why I got the beer. Yeah. Doctor's orders. Shout out to uh-huh. Doc Coddle. Okay, so this scene we so need to good. talk about. So, so good. Coddle's already been treating the stowaway, whose name is, like, Raya. 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 Doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, who we find out is like Geminis um, and has like Geminis. a, that sounds like a racist term, but I swear that's what they said. Geminis. Geminis. Um, and she has an, like she's from Geminon mm. and she has an unwanted pregnancy. And so, you know, she wants to terminate it, mm. but terminating pregnancy is forbidden in her culture. Mm. Hence, stowing away to like yep. go to a doctor. And Cotter also reveals to Adama that he's like, just like quietly been performing abortions on the down low <laughs> through like the last few months so um, good continuing to cement him as the unsung hero of Battlestar Galactica so in my good. book not to mention he's just over at his desk and she he's talking to the girl and then he just turns around and goes or you know she's a victim of political persecution totally I don't know and I'm yeah like, totally fucking yes top so good. yeah so um yeah so Adama like basically tells Raya to like Raya to like not get one because her parents are worried and then yet Coddle just throws out like all those clever little little one-liners and then she's like yeah I want asylum I'm applying (laughs) for that and Adama's like oh yeah Doc Coddle so good I I actually like and like don't get me wrong like I actually think that this episode does a really good job of teasing out the murkiness of that when mm. it goes beyond personal choice mm. and becomes like the civilization sure. survival. And I think that it did, like, I don't know if I would be so like cavalier if I was in that situation, mm. but just as like a woman with a uterus, I'm like, yeah, yeah. good for you, Coddle. Yeah. <laughs> you just know? the fact that he, like as a medical doctor is committed to doing the best thing by people. And that it's been revealed that he's like been quietly doing this the whole time. Like mm. not like not like sneaking around, but he's just like, yeah, I've been doing this like for some time. Mm. Mm. It's good. Hero. I like it. Yep. I like it. So then on Colonial One, this kind of like starts a shitstorm, mm. basically, where the rep for Geminon um, is like really angry. She wants action on the issue. She says, which I thought was really interesting, mm. she says this girl is a property of her parents. Mm. And I was like, whoa, what? that's an interesting choice of words. You know, it's interesting though, in some of like the recaps that I read, they describe her as a teenager. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't think she's a no. teenager. She looks like she's like maybe a few years younger than us. Mm. Maybe. No, she looks like she's in her 20s for yeah. sure. Yeah, like I know that's TV casting. Like no mm. one on the OC was a teenager. No. But it's still weird. It is weird. I didn't see her as a teenager. But then to be like the property of her parents as an adult is even... I'm not saying it's okay if you're a teenager. Either way, it's weird. But it's weirder if she's like 30 and they're like, she's our property. Yeah, absolutely. But even as a even as a person who is a person old enough to get pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Set calling a woman property 
not, it's just problematic. Not cool. yeah, yeah, not cool. And I thought it was really interesting, particularly when you look at when where this situation might happen mm. in our world mm. um, and how women are viewed in countries where, in some countries where you can't have abortions. I just thought it was an interesting language. Totally. Mm. And I think what else we learned that's interesting um, in this scene mm. is like, so this Gemini rep wants um, action on this issue. Mm. And Rosalind kind of points out that there's a precedent from pre-destruction of the 12 colonies mm. in their overall society yep. that abortion is legal. Yeah. So that's interesting because it's like, okay, so historically, even though obviously the different colonies have their own customs and cultural beliefs. Mm. There's a governance that mm. was actually quite progressive in yep. terms of, you know, pro-choice. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Rosalind points that out, but the Geminon rep is like, no, we won't support you in the upcoming election, which obviously is problematic. Mm. Um, so then after she sends the rep away, Rosalind says to Tori that, like, she won't ban abortion. Mm. Um, but Tor- And Tori kind of seems to agree, but he's like, okay, we need to move quickly on it, though. Yeah. And then Adama is, Adama also sidebar, is like, makes this comment about Tori where he's like, she's not Billy, which I was like, I've written like, is that Obviously because she's not. capable and yeah. assured? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he, um, he also, Adama also encourages Rosalind to like ban the abortion and, and kind of Brings um, the number the into gr- it. Yeah. And I was like, how convenient they had that whiteboard right there. Like, well, I know I mean, it is there. Yeah. It's been there in previous shots, but, but also literally in the But frame. then he's like, see this? See this number? See that number? See that number? You know much. that thing you care about all the time? Mm. Yeah. And he also reminds me of her original speech, which is true. Yeah. They you know, that's babies. a very political move, yeah. like way to kind of angle it. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I mean, what I did like about the way they untangled this issue in this episode is like the way that like Adama's belief makes mm. sense for him. Mm-hmm. Rosalind's belief, but also how she chooses to act and like change that a bit mm. makes sense to her character. Mm. I liked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no argument there. No. Agree. 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 Continue. Um, back on the beast, yes. Starbuck struggles <laughs> to find anything to work with apart from the recorded transmissions from the raptors. Yeah. Because, you know, she's been told to, like, think outside the box, mm-hmm. but given nothing to do. Starbuck doesn't, by the way, need to be told that. No. Starbuck doesn't think in the box. No. <laughs> it's just not her thing. Yeah. Um, and so she strikes on the idea that they followed a distress call. Yeah. Um, and then Ghana is just immediately like, that must have been Starbuck's suggestion. It's wrong. I disagree. <laughs> like, again, like, there's no reason for him to just, like, immediately disagree other than just being, like, a dickhead. Insecure but, and arrogant. Yeah. Insecure, arrogant leaders are the worst kind of leaders. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, yeah. Apollo t- <laughs> tries to... Not that to... I've encountered any no, of them ever no, in my whole life. No, there's none of those people in our world at no. all. Um, yeah, so Apollo tries to intervene, but Ghana just basically is like, Starbuck, go to your quarters. Mm. And then Apollo comes to talk to Starbuck. And for some reason, they, like, have this, like, kind of flare up with each other. Um, Starbuck, rightfully, in my opinion, is like, Apollo, what is your problem? Mm. Like, and he's, you know, your life is so hard. And we're like, ha ha, subtext. I yeah. see what you're doing there. Yeah. But it's a real, I thought it was a really good scene between But them. also, like, yeah, he's really aggressive. But, yeah. I mean, she did shoot him. <laughs> I but mean, not I was talking like, about that. No, because I was like, I was like, he's really aggressive. That seems unwarranted. And then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. She did shoot him. I don't know. But like, he couldn't really be mad at her for that because it wasn't like she shot him on purpose. Like, have she you, was mortified. Have you seen the film The Royal Tenenbaums? No. Oh, not in my memory. I think I've seen it, but like, I was quite So there's young. like this great scene because like, it's just about like a family where everyone mm. like, is kind of like um, estranged from each other and they all come back because the dad like, 
spoiler alert, it's not really a thrilling movie in terms of like twists, but like the dad pretends he's sick. And so they're all like, come back to be like, oh, are you okay? Then he's like, oh, I'm not sick. <laughs> anyway, there's like this scene where Ben Stiller's character is like talking to his older brother because they've like never got along. And it emerges like he's still angry because his brother like shot him with a BB gun when they were kids. And he's like, we were on the same team. And like, I felt like this in this scene where Paul is like, we were on the same team. And stuff. I was like, I know. Like, it's just like, it's not being said, but it was there. Yeah. And yes, you're right. He had rightful anger. Only but, about that. Not really, though. But Starbuck has grown, I think, so much. And that is, I think, look, we have problems with season two. Mm-hmm. We've had problems with Starbucks arc and Apollo's arc. But I do think they've done a good show. Jo- good job. Good show. Good job. Good job show. So anyway. you're like two drink Melliers, like <laughs> three beer Lisa. I have like, yeah, yeah, true. I can't disagree with that um <laughs> but um anyway you can I think they negative. have done yeah, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> as a writer you know um they have done a good job of evolving starbucks arc and mm. so when she's like oh your life is so hard and we know that it's subtext mm. we also feel like that's a deserved thing for mm. her to say yeah um so i really like this scene mm-hmm. and even though we have had what like one episode one scene per episode of starbuck and apollo flaring up mm. i thought this was to the point of like what i thought this episode did well like better writing mm. better character work mm. like felt earned yeah there's still all that sexual tension as well oh totally yeah. like they totally have never actually had sex Mm. And now he's in a relationship, like, that's not going to happen. Mm. So it's just going to fester. I have to add some predictions, maybe. Mm. Um, so anyway, it ends by her kind of being like, her Starbuck being like, do you want my theory on where the missing raptors are? Um, which, of course, is out of the box. Um, Classic Starbuck. Yes. And meanwhile, um, a Pegasus pilot picks up what he thinks is a distress call. Mm-hmm. Um Again, this is something that, you know, had already been mentioned as mm. an idea. Um, Apollo shared Starbucks theory that the distress call might actually be a trap. Mm-hmm. But Garner disagrees. Kel suppress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just am like, obviously a trap. Garner's super arrogant. It's yeah, really I wrote, God, this is such a cock-swinging episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, God but he's like, we're going to get way. our men. Like, I was like, come on. Like... <laughs> like classic you just died because yeah. you because you're like we're gonna get our man we're gonna take all our <laughs> ships i have the biggest ship i am the best you know <laughs> the beast they call it the, the beast. beast he Maybe started it was that Ghana. yeah totally started <laughs> that it was totally Ghana. he's like <laughs> if i call it that everybody will know how big my dick is <laughs> yeah yeah it's like the equivalent of like guys with the expensive cars <laughs> But, you Loud know. cars. Mm-hmm. Oh, worst. Who just like rev for no reason. It like lights. So you're like, no Have one you cares. Seen the, you're in the what suburbs. What is it? Carl Barron um, skid of that. No. And he's like, I wonder what they were like in school. And then he goes, hey, Jenny. And then he just like runs in little sprints and then keeps walking. <laughs> so so true. good. That's actually a very physical joke. We probably should have. Um... <laughs> Not for podcasts. <laughs> Lisa, just to be to make it clear, nothing happened in that pause before Lisa laughed. Like she didn't just run on the spot. She just like <laughs> thought about it to herself and then laughed. Because <laughs> I have a really visual imagination, and sometimes I just get like crazy scenes in my mind, and I I forget. But you should see someone about that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's vivid, all the drugs vivid. my mom took in the eighties. <laughs> oh, don't worry, my parents were hippies too. <laughs> Uh, so Adama questions Ghana's approach because Adama 
also being kind of savvy, mm-hmm. is like, maybe it's a trap. And it's like, Apollo, what do you think? And a- Apollo just <laughs> totally shades um, Garner and he's like, yeah, well, Starbuck and I disagree. So <laughs> Dartmouth's like, okay, look, Garner, you can have your mission, but it's going to be a recon mission. Yeah. Um, to which Garner responds by basically telling Apollo in military terms to frack off. Doesn't he um, put him, lock, stays there yeah. and lock him up? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, that's basically what you can do, yeah. right? Because we've seen military language used like, yeah, time and time again. <laughs> as like a way to just like dispatch someone without like them doing anything about it. So yeah, he sends sends Apollo to his bunk. Um uh, oh, we'll come back to that. There was this other scene, sorry, in between of like Roslyn and Bolter addressing no, Roslyn going to Bolter to get those projections around the fleet numbers because she's oh, like Adama's obviously like you know so fracking shady. shady so much shade so she's like oh Bolter can you make some projections around the fleet numbers and he's um, like I already have yeah and Six is just you know chipping in with mm. her like her little quips mm. um, and so Bolter's like I've already ha- I already have you know mm. if we continue on this course in 18 years we'll be extinct mm. like no biggie yeah. um, and so Rosalind's like okay well I need to decide against abortions mm. in order to um, for the civilization survival. Yeah. I feel like in this announcement, mm. she should oh, have been... Oh, I haven't been... got to the announcement okay, go. yet. That comes later. Okay. If that's okay. No, that's fine. Um, because there's more action. Yes, okay, there's sorry. I missed the action. There's action with the Pegasus pilots because they're summoned to action. Mm. Um, and Apollo tells Starbuck to go because, you know, she's the best pilot, mm-hmm. yada, yada. No. Um, I know we never heard that before. Mm. Um, but I guess it was kind of good of Apollo to, like, shirk that um, order. <laughs> Um, Apollo also tells Ghana that they should follow through with the recon mission instead of a full mission. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't he supposed to be in his bunk by now? Like, I yeah. don't understand how he got back to the con. Nah. Um, but Ghana's like, wait. no. And it basically escalates to Apollo telling Ghana that he's undertaking an illegal action and mm. Ghana forcing Apollo into custody because mm. dick slinging, mm-hmm. um, swinging even, slinging, swinging. That's the um, same. Yeah. And same then, outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Although dick slinging kind of sounds like selling bootleg like dicks or something. Mm. I don't know. There'll probably be an episode about that at some point. What? When they're like <laughs> opening up? I just Black imagine market. a guy. Like, there was if you want to go into Black my market, visual mind, I just saw a guy in trench coats opening up with all these dicks. Bag of dicks. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa's imagination, people. Yeah, Lisa's it's imagination. a crazy world in there. Um, <laughs> so then they all jump because, yeah, you know, bravado. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the ships, including the Pegasus, mm-hmm. like all of the Pegasuses ships anyway jump um into the like the area where those missing raptors went of course um and of course a bunch of silent base ships jump into weapons range they Um, have a super graphic like picture of like like scene of dead pilots yes so yeah yeah, sorry i missed that so they jump into the system where those parts went missing and then it's actually quite eerie like when they drive up to the well fly up to the pilots drive (laughs) up just like slow slowly (laughs) cruise up in space um and yeah they just see these like pilots that are already they're there but they're dead Mm. um and then the base ships jump in um they're like you know start to launch nukes like silence aren't wasting any time i have a question about Mm. nukes in space Maybe it's for Scuttlebutt. I'm but, not a physicist. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I'm confused because nuclear weapons cause a lot of damage here and they seem to get mm-hmm. shot around in space all the time. Yeah, pew, 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 pew. But they tend to hit the spaceships too and the yes, spaceships are like, aim. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you would think a nuclear shot would be like, that's it, you're kind of done. Maybe the way that in the nuclear nuclear reactor or like a nuclear bomb reacts to space. I love that you're not a scientist no, and you're like, but, I'm giving but you let a red me science. Point. But like, could it be different? Because like the, 
um, atmosphere is obviously non ex like, Yeah, maybe. Like, there's a different um, Or they've got special makeup. things on spaceships that make yeah. it good. Hand waving. It could be a yeah. mix of both of those things, but if any of our listeners have an answer, yeah, please feel free. I love that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, tell yeah. us about space science. Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was like they're they're in a bind. Mm. They get themselves into a sticky situation, and because they get hit by one of those very well aimed nukes, mm-hmm. their FTL drive is rendered inoperable, which mm. is shit because basically they can't go anywhere. Mm. Um, so out in the fight zone, Starbuck is just doing the most. She's, she's having like, so much Come fun, on, though. Guys. Exactly, oh, she loves it. She's in she, her element. Yeah, exactly. Because we've seen time and time again, Starbuck loves when she's in a life or death yeah, situation. She does. Yeah, um, I wrote she's having a great old time in the a cockpit. Great time, mm. while Garner is like freaking out mm. because remember he made that big speech earlier that I didn't even bother recapping because mm-hmm. it was so boring mm-hmm. and such a long-winded metaphor. Yeah, but he's an engineer, so he needs to like go down to the con- like go down and fix that drive himself because yeah. apparently he's the only one on the ship that can yeah. do it. Yeah, this is where I have a note being like I care so little about Garner's death. Another example of them like trying inevitable. to make us care about someone we literally never heard yeah. of before. And then I wrote a fun fact, which I read about on the episode when I was looking up John Hurd's name. Apparently, the line about promoting Ghana to head of Pegasus wasn't actually a scene from the show. They yeah, just right. made it for the previously, for the on. previously I on. I thought so, because when I was watching the previously on, I'm like, oh, didn't they make... um. The only time we heard about a Pegasus commander was when Admiral Kane yeah, yeah. died and then they promoted that other, her XO. Exposition guy. Yeah, who yeah. then died. XO exposition guy. So I yeah, guess they were died. just like, oh, well, we've already done like a replacement yeah. XO scene. So, so they didn't even bother. They just made it for the previously on. That as makes if it had so happened. much sense yeah. to this episode. Which it just so exemplifies much how much this yeah. happens of like yeah. characters we don't care about. I think the reason he did it is because it was his mistake. I don't mm. think it was because he was the only one. I think no. he was willing to yeah. risk his life because he's a good guy now. But also, Lisa. As Apollo says in his report, yeah. continue. But he understood systems more than people. Oh, he so did. So he can fix the system, but he can't fix his shitty leadership. No, essentially, he can't. Um, we, so we can have yeah, a conversation he goes down to do that. Um, Adama and the Galactic crew are just like back where they were in another part of space, being like, "Yep, no idea where they went. Um, no idea how to contact them." Um, and they another took my very, children. Yeah. <laughs> and yet another very Gator light episode. I know. Um, Gator, you know, we Gator, miss you. We miss you. It's not, not enough Gator. No. Um, uh, 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 okay. So Pegasus continues to get shat on, basically, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. by the Cylons. Um, they take a lot of heavy force. They keep trying to repair the FTL drives. Mm-hmm. Apollo decides to, like, Apollo gets the con or the command, you know, mm. um, while... Um, kind of goes down to fix the FTL drive. Mm-hmm. So he decides to like take them on the offensive, which seems to kind of work or at least like hold them off. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghana pushes the engineering crew to like open the hatch to go into the section. Again, only he can get in apparently yeah. and do this. None of them would have wanted to do it at all no. prior. I don't know why. Um, but we he goes care. in, there's limited oxygen, mm. he turns the lock, corrects the air pressure. But of course, in the usual, as you pointed out, one of his own character BSG way, yep. he already dies in doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he's a hero. And then he's a hero. So you know what we've learned, people? Just live your shitty life do and one do good something thing, heroic okay. at the end and it's fine. Um, have, have you seen you... The Good Place? I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to I was say thinking that. about the woman in the middle gonna... place. I've only seen like a few episodes, but how funny is it? Like this is like basically the argument for like the good place. Mm. Like, oh, if you live like a great life the whole time, you're you're good. You're a shoo-in. If you're like a terrible, but mm. you do like one good thing, like, eh, 
Yeah. yeah. But there's, um, it's not that much of a spoiler, but there's like a middle place. Oh, um, right. Which yeah. it was, it's only like one person. And basically <laughs> she was a really, really shitty, shitty, shitty person. But then like the day before she died, did one like amazing thing that impacted so many mm. lives. So they're and they're like, like uh, we don't know what to do with you because you suck. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you did, you did this one good thing. And so they created like a middle place. Mm. Um, so yeah. Anyway. So what you're saying is like Everybody most a good of place the one episode, excellent. it is funny. Mm. One, like every one episode character on Battlestar Galactica should probably be in the middle place. Probably. Except Admiral Kane. I think she was bad place. I think, yeah, probs, probs <laughs> bad place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She like just left a bunch of ship, a ship of people to die. Yeah. So bad place. Bad place. Um, um, anyway, we diverge. Mm. So once, you know, that one episode character arc is out of the way, the FTL drive's working again. Yay. So like we call the Raptors in and Apollo gets everyone back to the fleet. Yay, Apollo. Out of harm's way. Yay. Um, so back on the Galactica, Adama's like, oh, you know, you, as you pointed out, Lisa, you gave you gave Garner a lot of credit, mm. unlike Starbuck. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm Starbuck's like, got she? real life. Yeah. yeah, and she had to actually deal with Garner a lot longer than Apollo. Mm, it absolutely. has been a month that she's, like, been there. Yeah. Um, Papa Adama basically asked what Garner's flaw was. Mm. Apollo's like, oh, it was that he wasn't a people person, essentially. Which, like, let's be real. That's how corporations work and it's mm. fracking problematic yeah, because true. people who are really good at doing their job in like a really mechanic way yes. are promoted yeah. because they're good at their job yeah. and then they're asked to do something completely different. It's bananas. Well, we used to talk about like in um, one of my previous roles, like there would be like uh, results and culture. Mm. And like I think a lot of traditional organisations um, promote and reward people based on being a high performer or having high results. But, you know, if the culture, if you're fucking up the culture and so you're like a high high, high performer, low culture, mm. then you're a terrible person to work for. And mm. like I have worked for people like that mm. who were like delivered results but were not pleasant to work with. Mm. And yeah, you're right. Like unfortunately a lot of systems work that way where they're like, but that person's so great because like look at all the shit they're doing. You're like and no one likes them and they're really difficult. Years, yeah. And they're really good at doing these like, you know, very whatever jobs. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's such a problem with management and like, especially in places like big corporates or academia yeah. where like people are promoted because of their research mm-hmm. and then they fracking hate people. Mm-hmm. They can't like cooperate, work in teams. Anyway, mm-hmm. that is kind of a theme, I guess. But Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Mini theme, baby yeah. theme. Yeah. Um, so then he's like, well, remember that Apollo because I'm promoting you to Cad- commander of Pegasus. Mm. Um, and he gets those pins that we already were spoiled for mm-hmm. if we were watching mm. um, or knew what they were, you know. Um, but, but with everything said, I still think it's a touching scene. Mm. Like I still actually think maybe because we haven't had that many like Adama 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 scenes lately. Actually, yeah. no, we have actually, but maybe, I don't know, maybe I was just in a good mood because other Son, scenes were good. Tell but me I thought that. it was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lisa does not agree. No. <laughs> Face says no. Um, then we have the scene with with um, Roslyn. So there's a few scenes. Actually, oh no, there's that other one with Starbuck. Okay, so first there's that scene where Gemini's rep basically is like, I'm really angry that you... So we find out that uh, Raya was given an abortion without punishment yep. and was also granted asylum on the Galactica. Yeah. And Rosalind's like, well, psych, like, you know, the news wasn't in effect then, the laws hadn't come into play. Which yep. is a shady move, but fair. It's totally it's fair. It's totally fair and legally it holds up. So I don't understand, yep. like, it's just like, to me... It was a good compromise for Rosalind personally. Totally. 
Um, the thing I was going to say about her speech earlier is that she said that it was important for the human race, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't give specific numbers. I feel like she no. should have given the numbers that Bolter said. I feel yes. like saying it's important for the human race versus if we don't like procreate, the human race will be extinct in 18 years. It's very different sentences. Mm, it puts mm, it into perspective. Mm, um, anyway, That's continue. true. Mm. She could have relied on some facts. Yeah, I think so, so too. I mean, we're in a post-fact world in this place, but over there, yes. very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that scene with the Gemini's rep and that mm. kind of resolves like the, the Raya plot, I guess. Yeah. Then we have like this final scene with Starbuck and Apollo. Um, she taunts him about his promotion, but she also has a promotion cause she's now CAG at Galactica mm. again. Um, so and, you know, we can keep an eye on her. Totally. Yeah. Right. Uh, he just wanted his favorite child closer. We all know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she congratulates him and they have an emotionally loaded handshake. That handshake goes for ages. That's like a Donald a Trump really, handshake. Yeah, it just is like never ending. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I, I get that there's like a lot of stuff. Um, mm. But, you know, it was it it went on. Mm. Um, and then she asks if they're okay and they have a nice hug because, you know, and the handshake the didn't go on long enough. Yeah. And sexual tension, yeah. just simmering away as usual. Well, I Starbuck. half expected Dee to, like, be looking in the doorway like Starbuck was doing last episode. Oh, my God, that would be so funny, It would have been though. such a great throwback, mm. but no, I was I did not get that. Mm. Um, and then we have the scene with Rosalind facing the We can the pretend media. she was. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, so Rosalind faces the media. She doesn't cite any like helpful mm. facts or statistics, yeah. as you mentioned. But basically, the media are like, "Well, because you made all these decisions about abortion laws, you've lost our support." Mm. And then Bolter's like, Bolter like plays this so well, move. so well, shady as fuck. So he goes to the, like starts a little speech as if he's supporting Roslyn mm-hmm. then he backflips and he's like I don't support the decision, so I'm going to run for presidency because you know Her I cannot support this. Face is. Everything. So good. so good. Everything. The way like, she's like, the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> if I hadn't have gotten the doctor's orders beer, which I got for our MVP again, <laughs> Doc Coddle, um, I would have gotten like the Alpha Queen beer for her mm-hmm. amazing face. Mm-hmm. And her and Tori is amazing. Yeah. And Tori's just like, yeah, what? Rosalind's like, the like silent conversation jerk. is Rosalind's like, this fucked up <laughs> and then Tori's like I know we're gonna get out of here and then we're gonna ruin him and, and then drink like, ourselves right, to sleep vodka yeah because we all know Alan Ty's got a stash yeah um yeah it was where is great. Ellen when you need her we that last scene happen. was so good yeah and so yeah this kind of sets up that um you know Bolter's making a power play um and probably the most like you know season one Bolter was very on the defensive because mm. he was always afraid of being found out and like you know let's not forget Roslyn has flashed back that he was like so a betrayer. So why is she not? Is she saving But this? I don't know if we knows if, if she really knows when she woke up from her coma if she like 100% mm. remembers or if she's like did I dream that? That's fair. She may be saving it but you know, no one else knows theoretically, except yeah. for like Cylons. Um, and this is kind of the most like overt Bolter's been in terms of like putting himself out there mm. and really like being like, I am a legitimate leader. Mm. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Bolter. <laughs> well, Six was down for it because she gave him a big clap. She did. And he smiled. And that was yeah. kind of nice too. Yeah. 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 Um, that was the episode. It was. It was a. It was an episode. It and was it good. Was good. It, it wasn't was like, like hey. usually when it's like that was an episode of Look, television. The last two episodes were definitely episodes of television. Yeah, they were episodes of a sci-fi TV show. The one before that was not valid. It was a. It was, I don't know what it was. It was scenes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was an effort. It was a try. Of, yeah. But we're back. 
We're back. This is a I good feel episode. good. They yeah. always like, I don't want to like, I know I've seen it before. I don't want to spoil anything, mm. but I do feel like just looking at season one, mm. they do a good job of like the final, like end of seasons. Okay, good. Like, so I, I, I'm cautiously, always cautiously optimistic about the next. Look, I'm sure the three next apps. three are going to be good. Um, and we have themes. And we have themes. And we have so many because I'm so excited about them. Um, so the one that like kind of touches on what we were just talking about mm. is, I guess, like I just wrote utilitarianism mm-hmm. because it's sort of like the greater good idea, like mm-hmm. the trolley problem for those who know it of like the one to save the many. And mm. I think that talking about humanity and people versus machines or the greater good versus individual choice is like really that sort of like is it right? And I guess this goes into the other theme, which is like the ethics of abortion in a post-apocalyptic world. Like, mm. I mean, like, is it ever okay? About it is before. abortion ever not okay? Yeah, exactly. Which I think is really hard to say because if you look at things in a broader perspective and like, this is the case with a lot of stuff, right? And like, I work with communities and this is sometimes the case. Sometimes I have to upset one person mm. because it, their behavior or whatever affects the whole community and it's like Mm. on that individual level and i think a lot of people fall down in that because they want to be the difference between being nice and kind i guess like being Mm. kind is like doing i guess the right thing Mm. and it doesn't always mean you're nice on an individual basis i don't know if i'm explaining it very well but definitely it's a really interesting conversation to have to be like what is the right thing to do and does that mean that sometimes it's the wrong thing for some people and like at what point does do your personal choices um what at what point does your personal agency end Mm. and the community or civilization's agency that you exist in Mm. begin exactly and it is super complicated and like obviously like for me i mean it's crazy to think that I think the problem I have with abortion not being legal in a in a place like this is I know how much in countries where abortion isn't legal um, women try to self-abort and how Mm. much like pain and death that causes yeah Um, and so it's almost like yeah you say that if you ban abortion it fixes the problem Mm. but actually if you ban abortion does it fix the problem because then are people going to take it into their own hands um, which is probably why Doc Cottle is just doing it on the side because mm. he's like, you know what? I'd rather do yeah. this than and someone also, else do like, it. And also, like, money is worthless. So yeah. I can't imagine that he's, like, you no. know, making bank on it. No, not at all. Um, I do have a question, though. Mm. Contraception in the Battlestar mm. Galactica universe. Yeah. Is there any? Where does it come from? Well, I mean, I, I assume that there is some because, like, we've seen lots of people like Starbuck having sex and not getting pregnant. Yeah, I mean, and like, I never Lee's saw anyone girlfriend. put on a condom. No. So, well, hooker girlfriend, like that whole, you know, one episode character. And like, you'd think that would Um, be (laughs) so invested. Um, You'd think that they'd be, she didn't die though. No, no. Yeah. But she just will never, she'll never come back. Yeah. I mean, she might, I forget. Um, (laughs) But you'd think that that would be a thing that would go missing. Like that would run out. Totally. Like withdrawal method? Yeah. Do they monitor their cycles? How does this work? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think any listeners super interested in sci-fi contraception. I just think mythology. (laughs) Hit us up. We have questions. No, you're right though. Mm. But it's like everything. It's like I harp on every week about why certain things seem to have run out and others Mm. haven't. Mm. Like contraception, absolutely, would be like one of the things that would run out. Mm. Um, So realistically, if contraception runs out, you wouldn't even. I'm not saying you wouldn't need to criminalize abortions, Mm. but there would be, um, you know there'd be more risk in having sex anyway. Mm. So it would be a different 
um, scenario. Mm. I don't know if they ever are going to talk about contraception on this show, though. <laughs> I mean, it's a thrilling topic. I mean, I'm interested in it. Yeah. But we're interested in like the world. Like one of the most interesting things I thought this episode was when we learned about like that, you know, abortion was legal in the 12 colonies mm. pr- prior to the attack. Yeah. So I like learning all that stuff. Like I love being nerdy about that. Yeah. But yeah, I can't see there being a long exposition conversation about contraception. No, that would just have to be for us to speculate. Yeah. But I think Which that there were. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think we kind of had this discussion about abortion on the Starbuck episode. Mm. Um, the I wrote the baked goods episode which is not what it was called but that's what the beer was yes um but i think there's a lot of interesting parallels on um and and a lot of real world situations like the women's rights for asylum in countries today that don't have abortion Mm -hmm. um but also it illustrates the way that democracy and voting can impact people working against their moral judgment Mm -hmm. which like the west wing is really good at doing those stories and i think that these guys you know not female characters but stories terrible with female characters no, we've talked about this before oh my god re-watching the west wing now oh really <sighs> oh I, no, no no i mean if occasionally i put on an episode i'm like oh yeah, yeah throwback and i'm like oh my god i can't oh, i can't watch it anymore yeah yeah but i think that um i think that uh it illustrates very well the way that Rosalind, like yeah she kind of had this moral dilemma a very fine line yeah and like she says like you know i i fought my whole political Mm. career to like not liberate women but to Mm. give women more autonomy um and i think that well i bought that that would be a really difficult decision and that she did make it for pragmatic rather than personal reasons yeah for sure which she as a leader i think isn't always good at doing, mm. you know, um, the religious turns. Mm. <laughs> um, Lisa's eye rolling really hard. <laughs> I was. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah. which, you know what interested me? How does this sit with her religious connotations? Yeah, Because like, for sure. if she's got inverted commas, the religious vote at the beginning of this episode, yeah. wouldn't like criminalizing abortions, like ratchet that up, but then like, wouldn't originally have wouldn't there have been pressure from more than the Geminon community to be like, um, you shouldn't have abortions. You know, mm, mm. and like her as a religious believer, like I don't, yeah. we don't but know I mean, enough about their religion to yeah. know if it's like conflated or not. I, I, I kind of got the sense that it was like most religions where it's like mm. different people of that religion have different, have different ideas beliefs. about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was super interesting. I thought about what I would do in that situation in terms of like how I would feel about it, mm-hmm. and I almost think that like because I'm a big picture person i almost mm-hmm. think that i would um agree that people shouldn't have abortions but i think that it would be really difficult yeah um i think that me like i i am not a utilitarian or anything but i think that i do tend to take that kind of view of the world and be like mm. what would what's the best thing yeah um yeah. and see outside of like i don't know but i i don't know i'm just speculating about what i would feel like in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world it's super hard do you know what you would feel I, I tend to agree. Like, I think if it was really a situation where there was, like, literally less than 50,000 people alive and I had been told that our race would die out in um, 18 years, I'd be like, okay, well, there is an, an you know, unambiguous mm. um, directive from mm. that data. Yeah. Um, so that getting pregnant or being pregnant has almost completely different connotations Mm -hmm. like it kind of removes you being a mother 
from any it's kind of like the handmaid's tale like mm. it's like they don't care how they get those babies they just want babies mm. um so i think not that, that I we would... want to go into that kind no. of world no but... not at all not advocating for that no um but i think if it was like in that situation in this universe in mm. this story i would agree with rosalind i'd have to be like well pragmatically like this is the only way we're going to survive as a mm. civilization and if you don't agree with that that's okay but you don't have to have children at all mm. like i don't think it's like literally being like all handmaid's tale and being like anyone fertile is having babies yeah i don't agree with that no, but i think but that i think it's the, like if you if you want to have a baby or you're not sure and you have sex then yeah. there are consequences yeah. if when you get you're pregnant and you're having sex yeah. and like that's how it is and you happen to get pregnant like it sucks you're, yeah but, but you're choosing that yeah i mean and it it sucks because I think that's the life that women had to leave for, for a really long time. Totally. Because if they got pregnant, they couldn't abort it and they had to kind of go through with it. And that was sort of like, if you want to have sex, that's kind of how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Um, which obviously I'm super happy that we've moved past, but I think that it's really challenging thing mm. to talk about. Totally. Um, yeah. Uh, interested to hear what listeners think and what mm. you think your yeah. decisions would be in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> Absolutely. Hit us with your abortion thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of shout outs. I want heaps of feedback next episode. <laughs> well, there are a lot of naughty kind of discussions. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, it's good. Um, so the only other themes I had, I had um, cutting people slack because they're talented mm-hmm. um, around Starbucks, which I think is really interesting in the context of Me Too and how much we sort of let people get away with because they're really good at sport or academia Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's really interesting to think about it in regards to Starbucks because like, I think Apollo completely says he's like, or he says, oh, she's really talented when the guy says she's a pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that Starbucks necessarily like has the behavior to warrant her being fired or anything, but definitely the way that conversation went of like the, he was like, she's impossible. And he's like, oh, but she's so talented. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of Mm -hmm. like, to me, like the, but yeah, it's like the, yeah, but this, yeah, yeah, but that, you know, like when you, and we talked about this earlier, like when you are in a situation with someone that you work with and you complain about them and like you complain or you, mm. you raise something and like the senior person to them or your colleague or whatever is like, yeah, but this, and you're like, you're kind of like, Missing not, the point. yeah, you're kind of not even listening to what I'm saying. I'm not mm. saying that they're not that. Yeah. I'm just expressing what I've seen or yeah. how I've felt or w- what this other behavior that they have has impacted. Yeah. And it's still negative, even if yeah. they do positive things and how much should we allow people to negatively impact organizations Mm -hmm. or other people because they're talented Mm -hmm. and i think that's a super interesting conversation that um people have been having recently uh in regards to like sport Mm. and like yeah sport and organizations and academia and you know there's been so many times when like you know professors have been accused of like sexually assaulting students and people like oh no but they're really amazing research in their field or sports people's like mm-hmm. classic example oh sports is right it's so bad i was and literature yeah someone was talking right. to me the other day about um a story and i can't remember who it was it's like a, a football player for brisbane or something and saying that this person had like stalked a woman in america so they were from australia but they were in america Mm. had like basically stalked a random woman down the street she banged on the door of a house to be let in and this guy let her in Mm. who had a wife and child inside um and this guy bashed up the guy locked him out of his house and went into the house and he's paid tons of money to play sport for an australian football whatever i don't know what it was but that's so bad and they're like, oh, but you know, he's a really good footballer or whatever he is, rugby player. And it's just like, that's fucked. Like, yeah. so fucked. 
So maybe it's because that story was at the front of my mind that that's what I picked up, but I thought that was really interesting. But it's even like when, you know, the way that media or the way that people comment on things and they're like, you know, like they did a bad thing, but they're like, don't let this ruin their career. They're or like, a don't professional let them- swimmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah Brock. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. Um, yeah, there's yep. a lot of shitty things like that. Absolutely. Um, and so I guess that was it. And then the other one I had was the, um, the leadership thing and talking about the machines versus people Mm -hmm. and bureaucratic structures, but we kind of talked about that Mm. already. Yeah. Um, did you have any themes? No, I had the same theme about machines and, um, like being good at your job versus being a good person. Mm. Um, and I also had the theme around, um, you know, abortions in the idea of like, um, extreme circumstances mm. and like yeah where does where does personal accountability end and um yeah. cultural or civilization community driven accountability um begin yeah but yeah we talked about all those things which is fab so on the same wavelength yeah i know right we mm. had um also we had quite a lot of fracks there were six yes. um and six, there was did you say yeah <laughs> sorry um <I'd> <laughs> well there's only one cylon and you can bet who that was mm-hmm also six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is the answer to the next one six as well? No, it's Doc Coddle, okay. MVP. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, six's outfit, also contender, That's but Doc good. Coddle wins. Yeah. Um, and next episode, so we've only got two more episodes left of this season well, because... We have two more episodes. Yes, so I was about to explain three. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, know you can't, I, can't, I know you can't contain the correction. <gasps> I know, I know, I'm <laughs> there sorry. Was going to, we are going to do a normal episode in three weeks. Sorry. Um, we will That's be slightly fault. delayed next uh, ep mm. because, yeah, you've got international travel to do. Going to Bangladesh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in three weeks we will cover episode 18 of season two, which is called Downloaded. And then two weeks after that we will do a double episode with the finale, which is a two-parter. Yep. And shout out to me on Twitter if you want to do a live watch of the last ep because I'm happy to do that. The last two eps. In a month. <laughs> yeah, in a month. But just let me know and we can put a date together. Yeah, for that. yeah good point. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Cool. And don't forget, you can always email us or tweet at us um, to to get in touch. Yeah. Lots of things to give us feedback on. Yes, Lots all of the opinions. feedback. You've got three weeks. I expect a flooded inbox. Bye. Bye.